This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley for July 7th, Thursday, Stage 6 of the Tour de France, 220 kilometers today, longest stage of the Tour from Banche, Belgium to Longueuil, France. Three climbs today, nothing major, nothing over 2 kilometers in length, nothing over about 7% grade, nothing too challenging. I'm going to talk about two things today. Number one, the psychology and strategy of the breakaway, the long breakaway in a road race. And the second thing I'm going to talk about is the art strategy psychology of the uphill sprint finish, group bunch sprint uphill. Both of those came into play today. Let's start with breakaways. Wout van Aert is on fire. The guy is hell-bent on getting in breakaways. So he was in early breakaways today. I think he was in about 15 early, really small breakaways. Clearly wanted to form a breakaway and got his wish, finally, on getting in a three-man breakaway with himself, uh, Jakob Fultzong, and the young American Quinn Simmons, just 21 years old, phenomenal talent. These guys um, got up to about a four-minute lead. It's pretty incredible that just three guys are able to do this on this long 220-kilometer stage. Now, the other teams were letting them roast out there a bit, so they weren't chasing really, really hard. But uh, still impressive that they were able to build up about a four-minute lead. So the psychology I want to talk about here is, you know, when do you commit to a breakaway? What is going on in the minds of all of your breakaway compatriots? Do you know what their plan is? Do you know what the team plan is? Do you know the strategies? What is the critical number of people in a breakaway? Three is too little. It absolutely is. A minimal amount of people for a breakaway is probably seven minimum to maybe 15, 20 max. Uh, Like right around 10 guys is perfect for a long stage like this. But for some reason, um, these guys just kept going. Um, And I'll reveal why, some kind of maybe reasons why they did this. But what's interesting, with about 60 kilometers to go, one of the members of the three-man breakaway, Jakob Fulsong, literally drops by the side of the road, puts his brakes on, takes a sip of water, and just says, I'm done, guys. Now, he'd gotten a message from the race radio from his uh, team director to to call it quits. He's like, three guys are not going to make it. You guys, it's down to like maybe a minute and a half at this point lead on the Peloton. So, Jakob uh, Fulksong just pulls the plug. So, uh, what, what happens next is that Wout van Aert and the young American Quinn Simmons uh, are it's a two-man breakaway, and they're still away with 30 kilometers to go. So that's pretty incredible. And von Aert, uh, he just literally rides Quinn Simmons off of his wheel. Now, this is a small climb. There's not really any kind of attack, but literally just rides away. So this uh, goes to show how strong von Aert is. Pretty, pretty incredible. So at this point, I'm going to intervene here and just comment um, what the heck is going through Wout van Aert's mind, you might wonder. 
And at this time, when I was watching this, uh, a lot of the commentators on TV are like, what is the strategy here? What is Yumbo Visma's strategy? Like, this kind of doesn't make sense. There's a really, really hard stage tomorrow where the team really needs to be fresh. So why are they burning, you know, burning up this ride? Or why is he expending so much energy? Now, Wout van Aert is not an overall tour contender. I think the best he got was, you know, like 19th place um, in the tour, um, so and that was when he was like an hour behind. So he's not really a GC contender, but nevertheless, he is very important on the team and can help some of his other riders who are in contention for the overall. So why is he, you know, burning up all this energy? Now everyone was kind of wondering this until uh, finally afterwards they interviewed the team director of Yumbo Visma, and this is what he said. He said we had two strategies today, a two pronged kind of approach. We wanted to get Wout van Aert in a breakaway, but not a three-man. We wanted about like a seven to ten-man breakaway. He's strong enough to really be an engine in that and get another stage win. So they were gambling on yet another stage win. And the director of the team also said, if we have one of our guys up the road, then the other teams have to chase. It's their responsibility to chase. Our team can be much more on the defense, conserve energy, because tomorrow is a really, really difficult stage. It finishes on a 24% grade. So this kind of made sense to me, but it was only really revealed at the end of the race. The director Sportif, he's saying, here's why we did this. And it, I believe it. It makes sense. It adds up. But what I don't get is that with about, you know, uh, 30 kilometers to go, uh, Van Aert just keeps going alone, solo, and just puts his head down and doubles down, at this point, he could have just dropped back into the peloton, day's work is done, saves his team all this energy, and he saves even some more matches for tomorrow. So why didn't he do that? That's still kind of the mystery that wasn't really revealed. So I think it might have to do with just pride. Um, Maybe he thought he could do it. In fact, there's some quotes from some of the riders in in today's race uh, were thinking that he actually could have pulled it off. He is that strong. At one point, um, at the very beginning, they were doing 52 kilometers an hour. So that's uh, sometimes it's a mystery when you're in a breakaway. What is going on behind the scenes? What did they talk about in the team the night before? What what is everyone's strategy in that breakaway? Do you invest in the strategy uh, in the breakaway, or do you uh, drop back, literally like uh, Jakob Fulsong did today, drop out of the breakaway? Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is the uphill sprint finish, the uh, strategy, kind of the art strategy and mentality mindset for that. Uphill sprinting is way different, obviously, than flatland sprinting, but you have to assess things. How steep, what is the incline, what is the length? The sprint finish uh, today was on a one and a half kilometer climb at a 6% grade. So a lot of interesting things you can do with that. You have to know, you might think, well, you just go early because aerodynamics doesn't matter as much. You can just power it out. No, it's not that simple. Really, um, at a 6% grade, the perfect way to win, at least in my opinion, is to have a really strong jump and surprise people. That's the ideal way to do it. Now, the interesting strategy today for Pogachar, who is, of course, the overall favorite, and um, he had some incredible work today by another American, Brandon McNulty. And if you watch on YouTube, uh, watch the video, McNulty is uh, strong as an ox. Unbelievable. He pulled 
all the way up this climb and was leading and strung out everybody and just whittled down the, the peloton to, uh, I don't know, maybe about 15 guys. Unbelievable power in Brandon McNulty. And it was perfect for Pogachar. He was right on McNulty's wheel. They're teammates. I should have mentioned that. And so Pogachar has this great sort of pacing. But what happens with about 400 meters to go is Roglic jumps away. And Pogacar has to get on Roglic's wheel. Pogacar does the perfect move with about 200 meters. He jumps really, really fast. It's all about the jump when you get on about a 6% grade. Snaps, jumps away. His strength to weight ratio is unbelievable. He's 146 pounds and has incredible power. He easily won today, won the bunch sprint. And because he was um, ahead of Juan Art by about seven minutes at this point, he went into the yellow jersey. So uh, Tajay Pogacar is in the yellow jersey. That was the drama today. So again, uh, the psychology of the breakaway in a road race. What is the perfect number? When do you invest? When do you divest from a breakaway? Right, And then how do you time your sprint depending on the grade and the length? Okay, that is it for today. Tune in tomorrow, which is going to be a pretty incredible stage. Like I said, it's finished on a 24% grade. Should be some pretty amazing things happening tomorrow. Thanks for listening.